The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to welcome to the show Mark Sheehan. Mark is 26 years old and he has been left with serious facial injuries after an attack on Dublin bus at the weekend. And Mark, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Can you maybe talk me through, talk all of our listeners through what happened to you on Saturday night? Let's talk about uh, the number of healthcare workers who were attacked on a daily basis. More than 12 health service staff a day subjected to physical, verbal or sexual assaults. This is according to new figures obtained by Sinn Féin. Their health spokesperson, uh, David Cullinan, uh, joins me uh, now. David, w- what else have you found out? Well, I think the figures are quite stark, uh, Kieran. So over the last 18 months, there has been 7,200 assaults and near misses that have been recorded by the HSE against frontline healthcare workers. Uh, there was 4,820 and just over 2,400 in the first six months of this year. Obviously, the figures are very high. It's an average 400 a month or 12 a day, as you say. And this is very serious. Uh, 60% of the assaults are against nursing staff, with nursing staff bearing the brunt of these uh, attacks and assaults. And it has to be said that there is absolutely no justification or excuse that can be offered up by anybody for these assaults. We have to take a zero-tolerance approach, as the INMO have said. We cannot have situations where people who work on the front line in our healthcare system, who are treating people and trying to keep people well, are victims of assault uh, in the numbers that they are. So I think everything that can be done, Kieran, to keep those frontline healthcare workers safe needs to be done. Mm. I mean, whatever about the, the, the healthcare workers who are in the system at the moment, and that's not to sound dismissive of them at all, uh, David, it strikes me as well, we're dealing with a staffing shortage and people at home now listening to this, I mean, it doesn't exactly sell this as a career, does it? Well, I think it is a fantastic career for people who go into healthcare, and obviously nurses are fantastic people. And you know, we know we saw it during the pandemic that healthcare workers do their best. But it should not be the case that those frontline workers who are trying to keep people safe and to protect people in hospitals and to keep uh, people as safe as possible are themselves victims of assault. So the first thing we have to do, I think, is send out a very clear message that it's absolutely wrong, that no excuse or justification can be given for any of these assaults. But the second and more important thing we need to do is to put in place a plan to reduce the number of assaults. I've spoken to many frontline healthcare workers myself and they say that part of the problem is the overcrowding and the long waits in emergency departments. That is the case and there is an awful lot of anger and frustration when people are waiting long times. But that cannot be seen as an excuse for anybody to then, in my view, assault Mm. somebody who is working in a hospital because they are doing their best and the pressures in the system are not the fault of those on the front line. The Minister for Health has said that he is going to put in place a plan to reduce the wait times in emergency departments, and that has to happen anyway to make sure the patients are not waiting as long as they are in emergency departments. But I think as part of that plan, if I was the Minister, I would be engaging with the INMO and other uh, healthcare trade unions to look at ways in which we can mitigate against these assaults, reduce the numbers, better protect those on the front line. I think obviously reducing the pressures in emergency departments would help. But I also think that if we need to increase security staff and have other supports like counselling supports and and whatever needs to be put in place to support those staff needs to be done. So it's one of those all hands on deck approaches which is needed. Is that a measure, and we're going to get the view of the INMO in just a moment, but is that a measure Sinn Féin would support dedicated, more dedicated security staff in every emergency department? 
Yes, Obviously, no one wants to see uh, that. You know what I mean? It's an emergency department. People are there to, to have their health needs taken care of. Uh, but if that's necessary, is it something the party supports? Yes, absolutely. If, if that's necessary. I think the first thing we have to do is listen to those on the front line. So if you want to put in place a plan to protect those who work on the front line, then talk to nurses, talk to junior doctors, talk to people who work in emergency departments and then work out what the best plan is for those people in those situations. So the INMO themselves have said that they want to see more security staff in hospitals. That needs to be done. We obviously need to deal with the pressures that those staff are under because of overcrowding. And it is a very stressful situation for people who are waiting, in some cases, over 24 hours in overcrowded emergency departments. I think we all accept that Mm. that is in, in and of itself unacceptable. So obviously we have to have a plan in place that reduces the pressures on both patients and on staff. But I have to make the point, well, it is very frustrating for for patients and their families. That cannot be offered up as any excuse whatsoever for assault. There is no justification for it. That's why a zero tolerance approach has to be taken. And the short answer to your question is whatever needs to be done, I would do it to make sure that we protect those on the front line. And as you pointed out, make sure that for those who want to come into healthcare, particularly nurses, that they have the protection of the HSE, yeah. that they have the protection of the Minister for Health, and that anything and everything that can be done to keep them safe will be done. Karen McGowan is with us as well, David. She's an advanced nurse practitioner and she's president of the INMO uh, at the moment. Uh, Karen, you're very welcome to the show. Is this something you, you would see yourself? Yeah, uh, Karen, I work in the emergency department and I would see this on a regular basis. Um, we would see particularly at the moment it's extremely busy we we have uh, had a summer like no other with the number of patients on trolleys and uh, <clears throat> this is something we see on a regular basis um, via, be it verbal, be it physical the environment that is in the emergency department it's an extremely volatile environment it's extremely busy the waiting areas are you know an area of that, that builds up an awful lot of pressure you know when you run out of space to have people sitting down or and then there's people standing it's really hot there's no yeah. you know there's nothing left in the vending machine everything becomes an issue and it boils up and it gets to a point then where you know we have adverse and um, you know uh, reactions as a result of that and yeah. I, I do see it even seen it last night before i finished my shift like you know people are getting quite verbally abusive and that form as part of your role in the emergency department you're trying to diffuse these situations before people get to that volatile stage and people are are we totally understand people are frustrated and you know they're their voice and uh, for their 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 relatives who are unwell but at the same time you know that's at the detriment and comes to the door of the nurses and the doctors that are in these uh, emergency departments and you're going to have a certain amount of people, you know, every night who turn up in emergency departments under the influence of drink or drugs. So it's probably impossible to, I suppose, eradicate any sense of threat completely. But that doesn't mean you can't, you know, take mitigation measures or put mitigation measures, uh, you know, in, in place and in action now that might reduce the risk. What would you like to see happen? Well, I would be in agreement that we we need to have a zero tolerance um, approach to this. I think definitely we need security in all emergency departments because not all of them have permanent security uh, members in, in the emergency departments. Um, I think we need to implement our health and safety measures as much as possible. Um, and like correcting these environmental factors does, you know, does... Um, 
like does make things better for us working in that environment and it makes it more attractive attractable to people that want to work in it that to know that it's a safe place to work people don't want to go to somewhere that they think they're going to get assaulted and that is happening and to think that you would go to work and you would have a career change in, or a career ending to think that your career would be ended as a result of somebody assaulting you you trying to do the job that you're trained to do and the job that you want to do is absolutely mm. it's absolutely so so upsetting so absolutely i would be in full support of um and um, having the zero tolerance and i uh, having certain measures put in place but we need to engage yeah. sooner rather than later because we're going to come into a very busy winter time and we, it's now we need to be proactive and not reactive like when these situations arise in these emergency departments. So, it's too so, late so, then. Uh, the types of measures that would reduce waiting times and overcrowding, the types of measures that would increase uh, security, hiring more security staff. As you said, there's emergency departments without any dedicated security staff. They probably need some. And possibly harsher sentences for people as well who carry out these criminal acts? I do think so, yeah, because in Australia, like, the, the, the law is, is an awful lot stronger. The penalties are greater. And I think that does need to happen. To, and... It, it definitely, I'd be in favour of that. It, um, de- the penalties need to be more more hurtful to, to those that, uh, that cause the greatest harm to, to healthcare workers. Well, Chris on the text line is in absolute agreement. Assaults on frontline healthcare workers should carry automatic jail terms. Also, the tariff should be double the normal rate. Uh, 53106, the text number, if you want to get in touch, uh, like Chris. My thanks uh, to uh, Carol, uh, Carol McGa- Karen McGowan, who is the Advanced Nurse Practitioner and President of the INMO at the moment, and David Cullinan, who is Sinn Féin's healthcare spokesperson. Uh, plenty still to come on the hard shoulder uh, today. Stay with us after the break. We are going to be talking The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.